Hello, welcome to the Canopy Podcast. We are glad that you are joining us today. In our podcast that we have for you, we have the recording of our 70 Palms Christmas event. Tammy Cole is the speaker and sharing from Colossians 3, 12 through 17, Tammy talks about peace, how to wear peace during this Christmas season and really any any season in life. We hope that you enjoyed today's message and we look forward to seeing you in the year 2023. Stranger to the house um, and I would be bold enough to say that she is one of the most intentional ladies that I've ever met in my life. Um, My husband and I were new to the Life Church staff, and um, whenever we came on staff, she quickly took me out to eat lunch. She has been intentional since day one. She has just been checking in and loving on me, and I've seen her not only do that in my life, but many other staff members' lives, many other of your guys' lives. Um, I would know her as an intentional person, and everything that we've been talking about in 70 Palms about the wardrobe, she wears that on a daily basis, and I know that what she's going to talk about tonight is the same, that she wears that and she lives a life of that. So together, let's give a round of applause for our speaker tonight, Ms. Pastor Tammy. Never dared utter it. 
real value. Raise your hand. Raise them loud, up high. Okay, how many of you said something of an eternal value? Raise your hand. Christmas, it can be one of the most wonderful times of the year, but it can also be one of the saddest, loneliest, painful, heartbreaking times of the year for some of us. We grieve the loss of a death. We grieve the loss of abandonment. We grieve the loss of a painful divorce or a marriage that may be falling apart. We're grieving. We're, we're, we're sad about the fact that our kids are growing up and, and they don't want to do St. Nick anymore. And Elf on the Shelf is stupid. Mom, who does that? Or our family is moving away. They're scattering across this country and this world. Whatever it is that you are longing for, whatever it is that you are grieving over, peace is the answer. Peace is what you need. It's what we all have this deep, deep longing for. Peace in the Hebrew means shalom. And it has many different meanings, and I'm going to read you off a few of them tonight. Completeness, wholeness, health, peace. Welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, who could use some tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. Shalom is meant to bring us peace with God, with ourselves. And with others. Who is longing for shalom? Yes. I know I am, and I know I'm not the only one in this house tonight. This season five of 70 Poems, we've been talking about the wardrobe. We've been talking about Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. And it is this place of where Paul tells us to put on these different things. Put on peace is one of them. And when I think of peace, I think of wearing my comfy robe. I think of my bathrobe because what is a bathrobe? It is, it brings warmth, it brings softness, it makes me feel all nice and safe and warm inside. And I feel rested because it's typically, you know, after a bath or a shower that you put on your bathrobe. So to illustrate for you forever and all times, you can now think of my bathrobe and think of peace. <laughs> You're welcome. My bathrobe even has my name on it. Because a friend got it for me and she's super sweet. Um, and she put my name on it. I was like, well, that's bougie. <laughs> Thanks. But um, what do you think of when you hear the word peace? What comes to mind? For me, it's Isaiah 26, 3, and it says this, You will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. And I'm going to read it a little bit of a different way that I think um, really sums it up even better. I trust that if my mind remains on you, you will keep me in perfect peace. 
Even when chaos surrounds me, I know you are the closest to me because your spirit lives within me. I will trust that your peace can be experienced when I begin to believe my circumstances are in your hands. Something I've noticed in my short 51 years on this planet, maybe you have noticed this as well, but that at times of peace, I can become somewhat lazy, I can become negligent, um, I can become lethargic and dull. When I'm in peace, that is when I am not in desperate need of anything, and that includes the Trinity. It seems that in times of conflict, pain, trial, heartbreak, separation, that's when I am in need of and I lean on the Trinity and the Word, and they become the solace for me. Does that make me a bad person? That when I'm, you know, I'm in peaceful situations that I don't need the Trinity, I don't need Jesus, I don't, I don't have this deep connection with the Lord? No, that just makes me a person, right? That just makes me a normal human being. Our peace is easily disrupted in this world. In a split second, right, it could all come crashing at our feet, or we can see it coming sometimes, right? The, 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 the trouble, the disruption, we can see it coming at us, and we have time to prepare for it. But most of the time, it just hits us. Situations come about, and I've come to realize that God does not give peace the way this world does. I want to look at three passages tonight in the Word, three different passages about peace tonight. The first one is going to be found in the Old Testament, and we opened with it tonight. It's Isaiah 9, chapter, uh, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. I'm going to go a little further, but I'm going to read it from the Good News Translation. And um, my first point is our source of peace. We're going to find out who our source of peace is. Now, many of you know this passage. Um, some of you can recite it by heart, or at least verse 6, right? We, we, we tend to know that one pretty well. But let's, let's read this portion of Scripture and talk about our source of peace. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. That's you and me. They have lived in the land of shadows but now light is shining on them. You have given them great joy, Lord. You have made them happy. They rejoice in what you have done. As people rejoice when the harvest grain or when they, div they divide captured wealth. I would like to divide some captured wealth. Anyone else? <laughs> For you have broken the yoke that burdened them and the rod that beat their shoulders. You have defeated the nation that oppressed and exploited your people, just as you defeated the army of Midian long ago. The boots of the invading army and all their bloodstained clothing will be destroyed by fire. That's our enemy right there. He's going to be destroyed by fire. Amen? Four, a child is born to us, a son is given. And he will be our ruler. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal or Everlasting Father. 
our Prince of Peace. His royal power will continue to grow. His kingdom will always be at peace. He will rule as King David's successor, basing his power on right and justice. From now until the end of time, the Lord Almighty is determined to do all this. I have some good news for you tonight. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Our Prince of Peace came on a star-filled night over 2,000 years ago. Your peace is here, and he brings wholeness to our lives when this world brings nothing but emptiness. Charles Spurgeon is said, is quoted as saying, even when the world's wishes of peace are sincere, what are they but mere wishes? Now, not so does Christ give. If he says, peace be with you, his benediction is most true and full of sweet serenity. He left his own peace in heaven that he might give the peace which he enjoyed with his father to us in this world of sorrow. For thus he puts it, my peace I give unto you. Christ, when he blesses, blesses not in word only, but in deed. The lips of truth cannot promise more than the hands of love will surely give. When waves of disruption play havoc with our lives, with our hearts, with our minds, with our peace, only God can give us this deep, abiding peace that rests on the ocean floor. The problem is most of the time we're willing to settle for this much weaker version of peace. We reach for a glass of wine or spend an hour scrolling on our phone or playing this mindless game or hashing through our pain with a friend or a sister. When in reality, all we need to do is reach out to our Prince of Peace. He's there at a moment's notice waiting to comfort, waiting to give wholeness, waiting to give rest. What I think we need to be made aware of is this. Our circumstances may not change, but we become changed in order to withstand our circumstances. So if the battle is raging and you don't know how to calm it, you don't know how to still it, you don't know how to bring about peace, that's when you run to the peacemaker. And he's there. He's waiting for you. He's longing for you to come. He is your source of peace. Now we're going to move on to finding rest in peace. There's been a, a mug that I've seen on Pinterest for several years now that it says that it's always around Christmas time. All mama wants is a silent night, right? All we want is this peace to find rest, to be able to sit back in his presence and have this rest. So our next scripture is from Psalm 46, verse 10, and it's the first portion of that verse. Be still and know that I am God. We all love that one. Because we think that to be still means to be quiet, 
but that's not what it means in the Hebrew. The Hebrew, it means to let go. So let go and know that I am God. To surrender, to stop striving, to release. Now you're sitting there and you're going, that's much easier said than done. You don't understand the circumstance. You don't know what's going on. You don't see the battle that's raging. I can't let go. Charles Stanley in his commentary for verse 10 says this, although God will sometimes display his glory in amazing ways that are impossible to ignore, most of the time we meet him in the quietness of our hearts. So when chaos threatens, remember to seek him and you will have peace. The psalmist here encourages, encourages us to stop struggling and to experience peace. The hearers are instructed to relax and know the greatness of God. Many of us are uptight, we're anxious, we have the weight of the world on us. This relaxation that the psalmist is talking about comes as a result of faith. And you're like, Timmy, I have faith, I have faith. But do you have enough faith to let go and let God take over? That's huge. That's a huge step to take is to let go of whatever this situation is, whatever this sickness may be, whatever this depression may be, whatever this situation in your job or your kid or your marriage is, that is a big step. But peace comes only in the acknowledgement of God's lordship in your life, in your surrender to his will. Psalm 4, 6 says this, peace with God is the fruit of oneness with God. Oneness. When you and he are so close together that you have become one, that's when peace takes over. That peace becomes this fruit of your life. It is wonderful for the spirits, right? To have peace. When I'm in right relationship with him, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, then my prince of peace overwhelms my life. And I can surrender to him willingly and wholeheartedly to let go and let God completely take over then rest comes in. Rest comes sweeping in. We've found our source and our rest. Now we're going to look and remember peace is on the way. Our final passage on peace tonight comes from Ruth chapter 3, verse 18. Now you might be going, what? I was not expecting Ruth to be popped in here. But from the voice translation, I want you to listen. It says, this is Naomi talking to Ruth about Boaz. Now, you must wait, daughter. We must wait and see what happens. Be at peace. That man will not rest today until this matter is resolved. In the book of Ruth, Boaz is seen as a Christ type. He is the kinsman redeemer. 
And in the Old Testament, there are several other redeemer type, Christ types. And this is a person that resembles Christ. So you have Joseph, you have David, you have Joshua, you have Moses, and here we have Boaz. So when we look at this verse through the lens of it being a Christ type, it reads like this. Now you must wait, daughter. We must wait and see what happens. Be at peace. Jesus will not rest until this matter is resolved. Have you put all of your faith in Jesus, the Prince of Peace? Do you believe that in his timing, the Prince of Peace is going to provide you with what you need? There is a time to act, and then there is a time to wait. When we have fulfilled all that we can do, all that we've been able to do, we have prayed it through, we have fasted it through, we have been bringing it before him, we have sought counsel, we have done everything that we can do. We now have to wait with an expecting heart, full of hopefulness for the Prince of Peace to carry out his plan. Waiting and trusting and believing. Waiting and trusting and believing. This is the most difficult and trying part of faith. When no more action can be taken and nothing remains but to wait patiently at the feet of Jesus, trusting him and believing him to work out his perfect will. No counselor, no therapist, no BFF, no mom, no sister, no spouse can come and fulfill what only your Prince of Peace can. In closing tonight, I am not sure what you are needing from this Jesus, this Prince of Peace tonight. What I do know is this, that Jesus Christ came into this world to be our Prince of Peace, that we could wear his peace like a robe, that something that far exceeds what we experience on this earth is his peace, his overwhelming peace. I want to read to you a portion in my closing tonight from Christian author Ann Voskamp. And she did a post on IG, and it's, it's this beautiful talk about peace, and it fits in what I believe so beautifully for tonight. She says, it comes that peace like a river keeps attending your way. And it doesn't matter one iota what's in the way. And I mean whatever boulders of crushing burden, whatever stones of exhausting stress, whatever fallen trees of shaming fallenness, nothing can dry up that river of peace coming for all of us. When there seems to be no way, peace like a river attends to your way. And that peace like a river will, car will carve through rock. And that river will make a road through canyons. And that river will water what is withered in worries and waiting. Because he who is the head of all things is headwaters of peace like a river. So no matter what is going on, peace will keep flowing on 
to carry you on home. Peace isn't a place. Peace is a person. Peace isn't somewhere you have to claw your way to, something you have to make a beeline escape for, or some place that you have to save up for a vacation at. Peace is someone who is the source who keeps you safe, like running water keeping you alive. So in the pace of the season, fill it now this making space for Emmanuel to find peace in your soul. Worry is belief gone wrong because we don't believe that God will get it right. Peace is belief that exhales because we believe that God's provisions are everywhere like air. And we breathe and believe and let the relief of him running everything over you washing the worry away peace is coming he is coming coming the river coming to keep you afloat rest and give way and let go and let the current of his love carry you even now peace like a river comes to attend to your soul in this very moment. Believe this. There are 11 days until Christmas. Jesus is your source of peace. Jesus is where you find rest and peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is on his way to you.